Hi everyone and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Steve Forbes and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 3-1 win over Crystal Palace. Now joining us for this week's podcast, we have former Saints captain Dean Hammond and NBC's Joe Prince-Wright. Dean, we're back to winning ways after five games without one. How important was that? Yeah, really, really important and it was a good performance again, very professional performance. Um, showed a, a lot of maturity, I think, reacting from that disappointment of going a goal down. Um, and brilliant for the club, brilliant for the players and, and brilliant for the manager and, um, to have such a convincing performance and, and a victory because it's nice to play well, but it's even better to win games. That That's the most important thing. And, and to get three points, to score three goals um, and the calibre of the goals as well was really, really important. And to control the game. Um, to beat a decent, solid Premier League team in Crystal Palace um, will do the players a world of good. And, um, you know, there's three games, four games left now. So let's, let's finish the season really, really strong. Um, I'm sure the players will be happy in the dressing room just to feel that that sense of joy of, of, of winning three points again. And Joe, Premier League survival was already secured following last night's defeat for Fulham against Burnley. But it is great to move up three places in the table and look positively ahead for the rest of the season. It really is, Steve. Uh, Dean mentioned it there, getting those positive vibes back, uh, build some momentum late in the season. You know, when you look at it now, a few more wins in the final three games and the points tally will not be far off what Saints achieved last season. So you chuck an FA Cup semi-final into the mix as well and that'll be a wonderful campaign. So, yeah, great to see Saints back to their best. It was like watching them uh, back in October when they're in full flow, Danny Ying scoring goals, Shay Adams popping up of a goal. And overall, it was a really, really positive display. So let's hope that can continue for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Well, before we discuss tonight's win in a bit more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. And we know Palace aren't a team you want to give lots of set pieces to as they get the header from the free kick into Benteke. He's going to have another go and he gets it between the legs of Forster and Benteke has scored within two minutes of the start of the game at St Mary's. Redmond faced by Ward, gets the cross in towards Ings, back to goal, tries to turn and shoot, and he has! And Danny Ings, after missing two games, has his 11th goal of the season. As the ball played, headed forward on the left, Zaha's got it in the box, cuts inside, eight yards out, it looks clumsy, it's a penalty, and I think Nathan Redmond has gone into the back of Zaha, it doesn't take much to bring him down. Forster on his line, raises his hands. Starts to crouch. Milovojevic jostles up to the ball and Forster saves it to his left-hand side. Picks right. Here comes the corner from the right for Ward-Prowse. Outswinger. Short one off the training ground. And finds Armstrong and at the back post. He goes off the post and in from Shea Adams. Jack Stevens and Adams both slid in. Nice little square ball off that right-hand side from Walker-Peters to his captain. Finds Adams. Just had a moment, but he feeds Ings. Oh, and it is 3-1 to Southampton. And Danny Ings, first time. Dean, it was a little bit of a nervy start, but we got there in the end. Yeah, it was, it was a slow start, um, but it's brilliant to win a game again. I know it sounds silly, it's, but it's uh, apart from the first probably 10 minutes where I thought Crystal Palace were very dominant and um, looked fully in control of the game. I thought Southampton, from that point forward, looked very, very good. Um, showed really a, a good sense of maturity, really, to play their way back into the game. They didn't panic. Um, had a long spell of possession um, and then obviously getting the equaliser, brilliant finish from, from Danny um, and then to and then to get the second goal, uh, go on to get the third goal. Um, I thought they really fully deserved the win and it's a big win because it would do a lot for the 
for the players' confidence. It would do a lot for the, the players' belief in it. And it's good for them because they've been looking for a, a win um, and a convincing win. Um, and I think that was tonight. It was a really, really good performance. Um, performance that we kind of got used to in early in the season where it looked comfortable. Um, you know, I think they could have scored more goals, created a good amount of chances. And, and the third goal for Danny, I think that is Southampton at, at their best. It really is. The pass from James Ward-Prowse, the positioning from Shea Adams to get himself on a half turn and then to take a touch and slide Danny and be really positive. So two really positive pass in a row, uh, passes in a row and Danny's movement and finishes was really, really good. So, yeah, enjoyable to watch. It, it really, really was. And I'm sure that's done a lot for the, for the players' belief. And it just shows, you know, having that little bit more freedom. We've not, we've not thinking about, you know, the position of the league. Could we get relegated? Are we still under threat? We probably never believed that, but the certainty in going into the game tonight and just playing like the Southampton we love to watch was was great. Yeah, definitely. And Joe, we spoke before the game about Ralph picking a, a strong team, an attacking team, and it has paid off in the end. It has, Stephen. I think that positivity, you could see it, as Dean said, as the game wore on, they were creating chances. Obviously, Danny putting them away makes a big difference compared to some of the, the most recent performances where they have been creating chances, but haven't had that clinical nature in the final third. And he obviously makes a huge difference. But now what I want to see is then build on this. That's a positive win, great performance, three good goals. Now, can they go into the games against Leeds, uh, Fulham and West Ham to finish the season, win at least a couple of those and finish the season on a high? And then if Saints finish 12th or 13th in the table, that's a wonderful season again. All things considered, yes, we know the season started off really well and there's been a big, big drop-off. But a lot of Saints fans would have taken that at the start of the season, a safe mid-table finish and a run to the FA Cup semi-final. So it was really good to see uh, chances created. As Dean said, a very sort of mature display, similar to the, the Burnley result earlier this, well, a few months ago now, um, where they, they fought back from, from going down and showed composure and patience. But when they got into the right areas, they made the right decisions tonight. And I think that was the big, big key. So a lot of positives there. And hopefully those positive vibes throw throughout the season uh, that's remaining and the summer as well. So that's what's important for me, keeping that momentum going and trying to build uh, something special in the final weeks of the season. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dean, Southampton did go 1-0 down early on. Were Saints just slow waking up from the start or was it a great goal from Benteke? I think Southampton were pretty slow and I think Crystal Palace started really, really well. I don't think they started particularly fast. They just started well, very efficient in their approach to start within the first few minutes, won a free kick. Um, I would say it's a fantastic finish. I think it's a really, really good finish when Ben Teke actually got in that position and, and strike it across goal with, with his left foot, showed that confidence and a little bit of belief that looks like it's come back in his performances of late. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit scrappy to start with, kind of a, a shot twist kind of came back off and then showed really, really good power, um, really good aggression to try and get to the ball first. Um, and it, like I say, it's a good finish. Nothing for the Fraser Forster could do about it. But I think Southampton would be a little bit disappointed with that from a defensive point of view to get out muscled. I know Ben Taco is a strong guy, physically present, but to get out muscled early on and not win that first connection, the second connection, and then allowing him to score would be a disappointment. But um, like we touched on before, I thought uh, Southampton reacted really well to that disappointment. Mm -hmm. And that's not always been the case of um, this season or, or this year in particular. 
they reacted really well from that disappointment, played herself back into the game and, and showed some real good experience. So it was a good reaction. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, before we move on, we'll get some views from the fans watching in at home. And there are clearly a lot of happy Saints supporters. Uh, Dan Fox says a brilliant win. Well done, boys. He forgives Jack Stevens for his mistake because he played a blinder. Otherwise, Andrew Williams says a wonderful win. He was anxious until Ings got us that third goal. But certainly that settled the nerves. Stephen and Karen say it's a great result. Nice to see the pride and passion is back. And uh, Tina uh, Obidun, I hope that's a, that's pronounced correctly says well done saints this is what we have been waiting for uh, so let's move on to the start of the scoring for southampton that equalizer from danny ings was another typical danny ings finish joe talk us through it yeah a wonderful kind of just something out of nothing wasn't it the ball came in from redmond and uh, it's a half chance if that and then the way that ings didn't even look where the goal was he already knows where the bottom corner is takes that touch swivels hits it I mean, he was doing that growing up in Netley in the park every single weekend. And, you know, he's doing it now whenever he's in the team and fit. So it shows how important he is. I mentioned it earlier. Against Liverpool at the weekend, didn't play badly, created a lot of chances, but nobody was there to finish off the chances. And, and we spoke about it earlier. If things can stay fit, not just for Saints, but for England, he could be a difference. You know, he really could. He brings something extra. He brings something that you really cannot teach in a, in a striker, in a footballer. Um, he just has that instinctive nature in and around the box to, to float into the right areas. A great finish. And his stats today weren't too bad, were they? Two shots, two goals. Uh, and he's got four goals in his last four Premier League appearances for Saints. So as long as he stays fit, I think Saints are a totally different team. And uh, I think all Southampton fans would have enjoyed seeing him back uh, on the pitch today. That was a brilliant centre-forward display. Yeah, definitely. But but Dean, is this a sort of goal that can maybe go underappreciated? I mean, it's it's never going to win goal of the season, but he had so much to do from that position. Yeah, you're right, Steve. I think from for just from it can go unappreciated, but I I really really appreciated it. Just not just the finish, but the move as well. I think it's a really good diagonal ball from Bednarak actually out to Redmond, who got some really good width. Um, and it was nice to see Nathan Redmond got an early cross in and. It's all down to Danny Ings' positioning. It's all down to his instinct of him knowing where he is within the box. And the touch is sublime. It's unbelievable, the touch, really. He knows exactly what he's trying to do. He's trying to swivel and get a shot off. And it's an instinctive strike. He's composed. Um, he's almost knows what he's going to do as the ball comes. If he can have a good touch, he's going to strike it straight away. Like Joe said, he doesn't look at the goal. The goal doesn't move. The goalkeeper doesn't get anywhere near it. And the, the strike is not that true. There's not that much power behind it. It's just that he takes it so early that the goalkeeper doesn't get a chance to see it. It goes through the bodies and it's right in the corner. So a really, really good goal. And, and that's what top strikers do. They get themselves in the right positions to, to create an opportunity for themselves to score. And, and Danny's got that natural instinct. And the best thing about him, he scores all different goals. We've seen this season, he scores some wonderful goals, some spectacular goals. He scores some tap-ins. His movement's very, very good. So I think it, it was just evidence tonight of how important he is to the Southampton team um, and the difference that he can bring to, to goal scoring uh, and making players around him better. Because I think Shea's all-round performance was a lot better tonight. And was that because he was playing with Danny? Yeah, we'll, we'll know. Uh, Joe, the penalty that was given to uh, Crystal Palace, Forster got down and made a great save. Talk us through that one. 
Yeah, it was a penalty. I think um, Nathan Redmond just, you know, caught in his own box, not used to being back there, to be perfectly honest. And just Wilfred Zahar is one of the best players in the league, if not the best at winning penalty kicks. He's seen that over the years, along with Jamie Vardy, at just getting his body in and just waiting for that contact almost. So he knew exactly what he was doing. It was a clumsy foul. Um, he had the best intentions, Nathan Redmond, but, you know, Wilfred Zahar's just done that way too many times. So it was a penalty kick. Didn't have any complaints about that, but great save uh, by Fraser Forster. And obviously he's done his homework. Uh, you saw the graphic come up on the screen with uh, Milovievich's penalty kick previously. A lot of them went that side. So Dean and I were chatting earlier. We're just wondering if, if Milovievich was going to switch it up and go down the middle or do something a bit different. But uh, great save from Fraser Forster. And I, I think he's taken his chance. You know, a lot of saves come in with his feet from crosses out wide and, he just has that presence that gives you a little bit more belief if you're a defender uh, in that team that, okay, even if the ball gets in behind or this cross goes behind me, big Fraser's going to come out and and just make himself big, really, and just put off the strikers and the, uh, the attacking players. And he does that so often. He cuts his, the angles down really well. And uh, yeah, we've seen him do it for you know Celtic and big cup games. And it was great to see him save a penalty kick and get some plaudits. And I, I think, you know, he's ahead of Alex McCarthy right now in the pecking order in that little mini battle to be, to be the starting goalkeeper. There's not much between them, but I think we saw tonight the major positives that Fraser Forster brings uh, if he starts in goal. Great penalty save and uh, was just a dominant force back there. Yeah, definitely was a good display. We've got a couple more comments from the fans here. Stuart Chaplin says, it was a good performance to come back and get the win. Would love to see a similar level in the remaining games this season. And Thomas Daniel Appleton, he's got one for you, Dean. He says, Dino, how much did you enjoy James Ward-Prowse having Zaha on strings? <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, James Ward-Prowse, he put in a very, very good performance tonight and we, we spoke about it before the show, but it didn't need to affect him. Um, anytime they got close together, he made some really, really good tackles and, and let him know that he was in a game. And that was good to see because I still enjoy a good tackle. And um, yeah, he put in a good performance tonight, James. Very, very solid in the centre midfield, a captain's performance um, and led by example. Didn't do anything amazing, too exciting, but did the basics um, very, very well. I was a bit unlucky with that free kick as well. So... Yeah, a few, a few uh, nice smiles in the direction of Wilfred Saha was, was enough to just uh, please him, I think. Well, let's move on to the second half now. And if, if Southampton was slow out of traps in the first, they certainly weren't in that second half of the game. Shea Adams grabbing a goal and, and Dean, that'll do him the world of good for his confidence. Yeah, it really, really will because, you know, Shea works tremendously hard. Um, he's a real team player. Um, he, he, he does a lot of things that potentially go unnoticed. He had some lovely touches in the first half. The one for Nathan Redmond's chance, I think it was, where he flicked it around the corner and created that opportunity. But we say it about Shea all the time. It's a really good set piece from Southampton, something they've obviously worked from on the training ground, a short corner that they don't always come off, but when they work, they look good. Um, not a clean strike from Stuart Armstrong, but put it in a good position. And, and that's where Shea's at his best because... He's not got a lot of time to think about it. He's not got many options. There's a really, really tight angle, and it's a brilliant finish. I mean, it really, really is from such a tight angle. And to be honest, I'm not sure how he'd done it because he kind of done it the outside of his right foot, and it spanned the other way. So it must have been the movement on the ball, but a great finish. And you saw from his celebrations what it meant to him 
and you saw from the celebrations from the other players what it meant to them as well. So I'm sure he's well respected within the group. They appreciate what he does. And um, again, I think he's had a pretty decent season, Shay. He's improving all the time. He does a lot of good things. And if he can um, take more of the chances that he gets, I think he's going to become one hell of a player. And the icing on the cake came from Danny Ings again, grabbing the third goal for Southampton. Joe, and that's not going to do any harm to his England chances, is it? No, it really isn't. We talked about it before the game, but I think him and War Prowse both showed that um, you know they can help England this summer. And in the moments, War Prowse with the little short corner to Armstrong and the free kick he almost scored showed his quality. But Ings there, that was just textbook. I think you know getting played in, being calm under pressure one-on-one with the goalkeeper, knew exactly what he wanted to do, just like the first goal, just prod it past. We've seen him do that many, many times. I think he actually did that against Crystal Palace last season, at the end of the season as well, very similar goal. So, um, yeah, brilliant display from Ings. And as I said, four goals in his last four Premier League appearances, just at the right time, he's coming back into form. And for me, he he has to go to the Euros to be that different option for England. But uh, it's great to see him back smiling, uh, scoring again with his final touch before he's subbed off. And I thought he put in a really good shift uh, up top, as Dean said, with Shea in tandem. There was a lot of movement there, little flicks around the corner, uh, one-twos. And that was like watching Southampton in October, November time when they were on fire and those two were firing on all cylinders. It just gives an entirely new dimension to the team. And yeah, Danny Ings, when he's fit and, and in form, He's right up there, the very best strikers in the Premier League. So um, long may that continue in a Southampton shirt, seeing him fit and scoring goals. And it, it was good to see an end product and actually a focal point to Saints' play tonight. I think the rest of the team took a lot of confidence from that. And that's what Danny Ings gives you. Yeah, definitely. Now, Dean, this win takes us from 17th up to 14th. It is only three points. But psychologically, is it important to be further away from the relegation zone? Yeah, definitely. I think it's massive. I think it's massive for, for um, you know, you look at the table and it, and it just, it looks better. You know, it's as simple as that. You look at it as a player and you think, okay, well, we're having a much better season now than being the fourth worst team in the league, you know, just missed out all of the relegation zone. So looking at it, it looks better. Um, the performances, like I've mentioned all season in patches have been fantastic. There's been moments where, um, there could be improvements, of course, and that's down to the small detail. But you're looking at that table tomorrow morning and it does look a little bit better. It makes you smile a little bit more. The training, the atmosphere in the training ground will be a little bit better. You'll look forward to the game. And, you know, another important game on, on Saturday and one that the, the team can definitely go and win and then the league could look even better. So, look, Joe mentioned it before. If, if we can finish the season really, really strong um, with some favourable fixtures, to be honest, and build some momentum going into next year, be a feel-good feeling going into next year and and get some excitement back into um, next season, Uh, then it doesn't look like a too bad a season. You know, you look at it, you finish maybe 13th, 12th, something like that. That's possible. An FA Cup semi-final, um, lots learnt, um, then it's not too bad. So, yeah, it definitely looks better when you're further up the table. Well, we're going to hear from Ralph Hassenhutel now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, yeah. the start was not so good, but uh, I think we we didn't uh, get nervous or um, not believe. We tried to 
to immediately speed up the game and, and uh, in possession I saw a team that was very good organized today. Uh, we found the right spaces and the right moments. Had also in the first half a lot of chances to score, I think. And in the second half then, uh, yeah, we, we had uh, Danny Ings and Shea and they scored three goals. This was important for today. Yeah. Some quality goals as well. You must have been pleased with those and you know how you created the opportunities for them. Yeah, this was very much of a game plan to see what we wanted to do with the ball. Hard to defend for the opponent. And then finally, you need uh, to score, yeah. And Easy uh, does a fantastic, did a fantastic job today. I think we can score more often. I think we had more chances to do it. But yeah, finally, I think it was with the ball one of our uh, better games this season. It was a big moment at one all late in the first half as well when Palace get the penalties. The, a word on Fraser Forster and the role he played in that win. Yeah, at first we must say that we need to be a little bit more careful in and around the box with our fouls because we make too many. Uh, and Fraser made a fantastic save. Yeah, he he held us in the game and uh, showed how how uh, a good goalkeeper he is. And this was important today, definitely. Danny Ings is is always a boost when he's available and, and comes back into the team. And that was uh, another impressive performance from him, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm happy that he's fit. Hopefully, he stays fit until the end of the season. And then we have another three chances for taking three points. And this is what we want to do. It's been a good 24 hours or so for you, hasn't it? Obviously, Premier League safety was confirmed last night and then three points tonight. I know, obviously, bigger ambitions than, than just that, but not a bad 24 hours or so, is it? No, definitely not. But uh, as I said, we always want to look on us and uh, it's a pity that we are not higher in the table because we dropped so many points in the second half of the season. Um, and uh, otherwise, we could end up higher, I think. But OK, it's important that we are taking the last three games for... for maybe climbing a few positions that would be good well next up it is already relegated Fulham for Southampton Joe what are your early thoughts ahead of that game on Saturday I'm actually scheduled to be at St Mary's for that so I'm looking forward to being there in person um, I think it'll be an open entertaining game because Fulham they have been playing defensively very deep they've kind of been you know concerned about just staying in games and hanging in there but obviously they're down now they're relegated so I think the shackles will come off for them a little bit and it's down to some of those players. A lot of them are on loan, actually putting themselves in the shop window and trying to maybe get a move to other Premier League teams. But um, I think it'll, that will suit Saints, as we saw tonight. I think Palace were actually quite open at times, uh, especially as they pushed to try and get back in the game in the second half. So I expect it to be a, a different Fulham side than the, the tight kind of five-man defensive unit they usually have. And Scott Parker... Uh, we'll probably tell them just to go for it and try and build some positive momentum ahead of their season in the championship next year. So I'm expecting to see a good performance by Saints, build on this. And as we said before, maybe see some of the, you know, Salasu I thought did okay when he came on today and Nathan Teller, Michael Obafemi had a few good moments when he came on as well. Hopefully, you know, um, have a few of those younger players come in and get more minutes, but I'm with Dean. Need to build some positive vibes, get a few more wins on the board, and then who knows what that will bring over the summer and into the start of next season. Yeah, Dean, what kind of game are you expecting from Fulham on Saturday? Because really, they're just playing for pride now. I think they are. They're playing for pride, but they'll, they'll want to put a performance in. They'll want to finish their Premier League season as well as they possibly can. Obviously, they're relegated, so there's a bit more freedom there. Like Joe mentioned, they won't be as defensive. They won't be trying to hang in. Uh, to the game, they'll probably try a few things, maybe different formation in preparation for next season, different personnel with 
like Joe mentioned, there's a lot of players that they've got on loan that won't be there next season. So Scott Parper might be looking to think, okay, I can try some youngsters or players that have not been um, been playing uh, of late. And Southampton, I'd love them to go to the same team again. I'd love them to back up this victory and go, okay, let's go again. Because earlier in the season, the manager was very consistent with that. He kept the team the same. He didn't change it. They kept winning games. Um, there was relationships built within the team. So I'd like to see that again. Let them have a, a few days recovery now. Uh, prepare for the game Saturday. Same team. Start on the front foot. Um, score some goals. And play an open, attacking um, sort of brand of football that we love Southampton to see. And I'm sure it'll be an entertaining game. That's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Joe Prince-Wright. We'll be back on Saturday when Fulham come to St Mary's. We'll see you then. <laughs>